This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you that are watching or listening to our warning program. We are in our college chapel here at World Ministries International. It is a live audience. I'm going to speak on guard sheep from wolves. Guard sheep from wolves. The context will come from the Bible. All through the Bible, it warns about protecting the sheep from those wolves that would fleece the flock. Also, I get... David Wilkerson's articles, he has written and talked about it. David Wilkerson used to be a friend of mine when he was alive. He invited me to New York at one time. And he's talked about this a lot, written about it a lot. So we're going to look at it. Guard sheep from wolves, because right now in the United States and all over the world, heresy, especially the United States. We used to think the United States might have been the foundation protection of the word of God. At one time, a long time ago, you could make a case for that. But now as it's progressed and evolved, so to speak, the emergent church lies that teaches the Bible is evolving. Now, around the world, much of the time, you can get a purer word of God. So guard sheep from wolves. As Paul was on his journey to Jerusalem in Acts 20, he made a stop at Ephesus. There he called a special meeting of all the leaders of the church. He told those efficient believers solemnly. You can find it in Acts 20, 25. This is the last time I'll see you. As this will be my last final message to you, you're not going to see my face after this. Paul then delivered his last message to the Ephesians. Basically, this is what he said. Again, you could look at it at Acts 20.31. I've been with you before, and you know what I stand for. I have served you with humility and tears. I've preached in your church and from house to house. I've done it all under great tri trials and persecution. And I've kept nothing back from you. Then with tears, he gave him this sober warning. For three years now, I've warned you night and day with tears about what I see coming to the church after I'm gone. 
Now I want you to hear this warning one more time. What did the apostle Paul see coming? What so grieved him that he would spend three years weeping over the church? What coming tragedy had he warned about so many times, both publicly and privately, in their church and in their homes? What issue could shake this praying holy man so deeply? I know I just returned from Dallas. Whether it's Dallas, whether it's Tulsa, Oklahoma, no matter where I am, I'm talking about the church, the kingdom of God, and the heresy that's going on in God's church. I have weeped. I have somberly and bitterly and deeply felt grieved over what I see in the church, what I see with church leadership. Paul's concern wasn't an outbreak of lust or adultery, or divorce, or drunkenness. Although all of that is here. Why? Because of church leadership. Weak church leadership. Perverse church leadership. Apostate church leadership. His warning wasn't about a coming persecution from society or government restrictions on them, although that was there. It's here now. It's coming even more. The signs are all over the place of persecution, of tyranny, taking away one's freedom, censorship. He didn't warn them about an outbreak of depravity or homosexuality in the pulpit or signs of moral decay or unemployment and poverty or terrorism and wars, although it was there. That is not what grieved him the most. In short, Paul's warnings weren't about the chaos going on the outside of church doors. It's there, it's here. No, Paul was grieving over what he saw coming inside the walls of God's house. He warned the Ephesians about what he saw coming upon the ministry, upon shepherds in particular. All those warnings were about destruction to come at the hands of deceivers who would flood into the church. In his final message, Paul's mind was not on church growth or pastor personal struggles or believers' trials and temptations. No, Paul's deep heart cry was, you pastors, you shepherds, take heed. Be on guard for yourselves and for your people. Acts 20, 29 through 31, as well as Acts 20, 29. The Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. That's Acts 20, 28. In other words, you overseers, you bishops, you leaders, you ministries, ministers, you missionaries, feed your flocks to prepare them. Fill them with God's pure word. Savage wolves, deceivers are coming, and they're going to take aim at the weak sheep. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch.
Therefore, watch. I know what propelled me into my full-time ministry after 10 years of law enforcement was a nighttime vision that I saw traveling the nations, meeting with the presidents, the prime ministers, speaking to the masses, apocalyptic events, death lines, crisis everywhere. And I saw the heartbeat of God, which was broken. And I said, God, why is your heart broken? He said, because my church is in love with the world more than me. I said, why, Lord? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. That is what David Wilkerson has said time and time and time and time again. That's what's in the word of God. Pastors twisting the word of God, fleecing the flock. The emergent church lies that teaches the Bible is evolving. They teach that Jesus is not against homosexuality and other sins condemned in scriptures because scripture is evolving. With this heresy, a person does not need a pastor anymore. As a psychologist or evolutionist states the same thing. When you minimize and twist and evolve the word of God, sin is removed. Sure, Paul was concerned with sin, but why was homosexuality rampant? Why was there lust, pornography, drunkenness? Because they had twisted the word of God and removed the penalty for sin. The mainline churches like the Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Lutheran, United Methodist, etc., Support a person wanting an abortion, cohabitation, sex before marriage, etc. The communist organization known as the Federal Council of Churches is the forerunner of the National Council of Churches, NCC. With its Geneva parent organization, the World Council of Churches. The NCC leads dozens of Protestant Orthodox and Anglican denominations, including the Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Evangelical Lutheran, United Methodist, and many others. Since the NCC has a Marxist heritage, a communist covering, it explains why they have back liberation theology. This explains why the mainline churches are not bothered with sin, but instead support many sins of abomination, including abortion, homosexuality, bringing drag queens into the church today, transgender, lesbianism, every sin of abomination you find in the mainline churches now. And that's why many politicians attend these churches as they're not challenged with their own immorality and vices. New York Post by Patrick Riley, August 3, 2022. Headline news reads, student at Ritzy, New York City High School, forced to attend drag show in church. 
Report students at a ritzy Manhattan private school were reportedly forced to attend a drag show at a church as part of its LGBTQ plus pride celebration earlier this year. Forced. What in the world are we bringing drag queens into the church to teach us what? How did we get to this point? It's pastors behind the pulpit. That's the whole reason LBJ, Lennon Bean Johnson, created the 501C to muzzle the voice of the church. He didn't like them calling sin out. Now, good night. They'll ask a little child, three, four years old, what they think they are. Do you think you're a boy? Do you think you're a girl? The little girls, if they think they're a boy, have sex operations, cut off their breasts before puberty. What kind of insanity have we reached? It's the fault of the pastors behind the pulpit. And if you're a pastor watching right now, you're not a part of the mainline churches, but yet you're not offended and screaming, something is wrong with your salvation, with your intimacy with God, because God is grieved and judgment's ready to fall. Paul pointed out the dangers of pastors, wolves, he called them, coming into the church and twisting the word of God and nullifying sin. He pointed out to the Ephesians, right now, you are a blessed church, you're a faithful people, powerful body of believers. You have a strong foundation. Christ also would later say this about the Ephesians in Revelation. He told them, you're patient and fruitful. You don't put up with evil and you expose all false preachers. Yet a church can start off strong and righteous and evolve into nothing but sin, ready for judgment. Paul, as blessed as you are, your church won't be spared unless you heed my warnings. That's what he says. Your church won't be spared if you don't heed my warnings. Going to see an ungodly, perverse ministry arise and make merchandise out of the flock. Christ gave the Ephesians the same warning in Revelation 2. You've left your first love. Repent, lest I take away your lamp, stand. Your glowing witness to the world, unquote. How did the Ephesian believers lose their first love? How does any church become dead? Clearly, it was because their pastors and leaders weren't guarding the sheep, including guarding their own heart. They weren't careful. They let the wolves have access to the flock. When those wolves came in, they devoured the sheep, not sparing them. In short, a perverted gospel infiltrated the church. Error was taught. Soon, pure-hearted believers were led astray by horrible deception. For years, this faithful church had been careful to judge what the gospel was and what was of the flesh. But now those same believers were led into an easy gospel to appease the flesh. And they were drawn away from Christ. 
The Bible warns us about working out our salvation with fear and trembling. It warns us about guarding our heart lest we're led astray. Today, the Apostle Paul is gone. He's not in the flesh, although you can read his view in the writings of Paul. But wolves have come in. The perverse has come in. Those wolves and the perverse have invaded God's house. I wrote on a blog not too long ago. People used to go to church to deal with their sin. Now they go to church to sin. Now they attend church to meet a girl and fornicate. Everywhere I travel, I see perverse preachers splitting up flocks and scattering the sheep. They're deceiving pastors and congregations all over the world, David Wilkerson writes. Matthew 7.15, Jesus also warned of their coming. Beware of the false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. According to Christ, greedy preachers and teachers will come dressed as God's sheep. They will appear as angels of light, but they come to deceive even the elect if possible. 90% of what they say sounds like the true gospel, but they're using God's word as a cloak for their deception. The prophet Ezekiel speaks of these wolves Ezekiel 22, 25, 27, 29. There is conspiracy of your prophets in the midst thereof. Like a roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They are wolves ravening the prey to shed blood, to destroy souls, to get dishonest gain. They have vexed the poor and the needy. Show me a preacher. This is from David Wilkerson. Quote, show me a preacher who never exposes sin, who doesn't show people the difference between the holy and the profane, who doesn't mention repentance or judgment, but instead says God wants to make you rich and prosperous. And I'll call such a man what he is. He's a wolf. He has substituted the cross for cash. Let me describe such a modern-day wolf. The man I'm thinking of is one of the better-known prosperity preachers in America. A few weeks ago, this was his message. You have heard what the coming of Jesus, about it. You have heard he can return at any time. I tell you, that's impossible. Again, I'm still reading from David Wilkerson's quote. He can't come unless you're prospering, until you get a nice car, until you have dream, a dream house. He simply can't come until then. Wilkerson is calling this man a liar, a wolf. But the point is, there are a lot of televangelists boasting of their wealth, how prosperous they are, the jets they have, the cars they drive. Send in so much money and you'll have your Cancer healed for $1,000. You know, you think it's funny. It's not funny. They are raping people. I recently watched a video sent to me of a prosperity conference. 
Here was a theology stated at that conference. Find the most prosperous preacher you know and give him money. The blessings on him will flow to you. One prosperity pastor stood up in the platform, described his cars, his plane, his house, his diamonds, a dog he bought for $15,000. A dog. He declared, I'm going to build a house that Solomon would be proud of. Then when the people in my city see my mansion and my Rolls Royce, they'll know there's a God in heaven, unquote. As he spoke, people walked up and stuffed money in his pockets. Other people fled forward and laid money on the stage. Still others threw money toward him. Then a song started titled, Run for the Money. Some fell prostrate while others ran about the auditorium sing, singing, Run for the Money. Unbelievable, huh? Is what I heard some of you in the audience say. Again, this is a live audience. It's what's going on. The stupidity, the twisting of the word of God, the raping of God's word. Beloved, it shocks and amazes me how Bible-believing pastors and Christians can be so deceived. I have seen so much nonsense over the years. People following false prophets who think, oh, instead of the angel who will mark my people with my mark so the plagues won't bother them, oh, this prophet is the one who marks them. How stupid are you? Can you read your Bible? I asked Dr. Buckhart, how stupid are some of these people? Can they read the clear Bible who marks them? Is not this false prophet? Yet I know people that follow that stupidity. People, how stupid are we? Do you know the word of God? Do you study it? David Wilkerson says, even at our church, some parishioners pass out tape messages by the wolf who teaches, Jesus can't come until you prosper. What awful blasphemy. Jesus himself said, we're to look for his appearing, but he'll come in the twinkling of an eye when we least expect it. Oh, how blind the church has become. Oh, how blind so many shepherds are now. Churches that once believed in sacrifice, self-denial, cross-bearing have become corrupted by the flesh. Their focus is now totally on self, on material things, on the good life, not the holy life. The prophet Jeremiah described the wolves who come bearing this deception. Jeremiah 5, 27 through 31. Their houses are full of deceit, therefore they are become great and waxen rich. They are waxen fat. They shine with sleekness. They judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless, yet they prosper, and the right of the needy do they not judge. They don't care about the victim. They care about themselves. Shall I not visit, punish for those things, saith the Lord? Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely. And my people love to have it so. And what will you do in the end thereof? I wrote the book, The Science of Judgment. The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I didn't say them, say these things. I didn't teach these things. Yet people want to hear it. 
It's all stench in God's nostrils. There is no doubt about it. Let me tell you where it ends. We serve a patient God who won't destroy or judge anyone who's drawn into snares ignorantly. He will warn and correct his sheep. But the day is coming when he'll say to these wolves, enough, you'll no longer rob widows. You won't turn the blood of my son into a credit card to satisfy your lusts. You'll no longer be allowed to go into all the world and preach a materialistic Christ. I'm going to bankrupt and expose every wolf in sheep's clothing. Very soon, the money that's flowing into you will dry up completely. Why do the wolves go after? Who do they go after? They prey on the weak, the underfed. They seek out those who don't know their Bible, caught up in self-centered gospel. That's why Paul's warning was crystal clear. Pastors and leaders, guard yourselves, guard your flock. Feed the church. Protect the church. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations so we can get into the NFL stadiums. Once again, have another great awakening with Pentecost coming down. That's the only thing that'll save America. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.